0: But we're going to be talking about a delicate (laughs) subject, very delicate that some of us sometimes don't like to talk about it, but it's very important that we talk about, and it's what comes out of our mouth. Amen? Amen. Amen. So whenever uh, everyone's situated, I want you to go into your Bible, into the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 33 through 37. Matthew chapter 12 verse 33 through 37. Our Bible sessions are more of a study in the sense that we're open to discussion. So if you don't understand something, raise your hand. As long as it pertains to the same subject, we are more than delighted to give you some enlightenment. Or if you have a misunderstanding concerning the topic. We don't want to get on the topic unless the Spirit leads us on the topic. Amen? So whoever has Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 <coughs> through 37, you could read it out loud. I gladly appreciate it. Amen? I have it. Amen. Uh, let me stand up so you can hear me. Yes. Let us stand
1: up. Okay. Uh, so it's Matthew chapter 12, verse uh, 33 through
0: 37
1: either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. But the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bring forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure bring forth evil things. Verse 36. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. Can you say
0: with me? My mouth, My mouth has power. My words have power. My words have power. Amen. Alright. So... Getting into the subject is a little delicate. It's very uh, delicate because a lot of us still have the habit of just speaking whatever's on our mind. And when it comes down to the kingdom of God, we got to be careful what comes out of our mouth because we are going to be judged and condemned with that. Many of you are asking yourself, yeah, pastor, but you don't understand, man. My kids, my husband, my wife, my, my boss, everybody's getting to me. And and that's understandable to a certain degree. But the reality is that we are what we speak. Amen. Whatever we decide to say or do, is going to be an end result of our environment. So the word doesn't lie. It's very transparent. What goes around comes around. You reap what you sow. Label it however you want to label it. Say however you want to say it. In other words, you are a sum total of you. Okay. I'm not a sum total of my wife. I'm a sum total of me. My wife is a sum total of herself. And can you imagine the two of us thinking differently in the same household? We will not be together. The reason why we're together is because we came (laughs) under agreement on the one word. And that's to have the word of God in our lives. Meaning that I'm going to see my wife the way God sees her. And she's going to see me the way God sees me. Okay? That takes time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Relationships that last are cultivated. And cultivation takes a long time. It's a process. Amen? Amen. So we're going to respect that. Amen? So you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. So you're halfway there. Amen? Amen? God is still working with me in more ways than one. Especially when my team is losing, I tend to yell at the TV like if they're going to respond back. And I said, didn't you see? The guy was wide open. Wide open. It doesn't change the play. Amen? So I learned that I'm not the coach. It's good
1: to have passion against the TV. It's good
0: to have passion against the TV. You're right. Okay. So, Jesus comes across a very unique situation. He's Speaking to Pharisees. Pharisees were people who attended church regularly. They understood the Bible. They studied the Word of God. They they did everything they possibly can to be upright and uprighteous people of God, but their hearts were far away from God. Their mouths spoke of God, but their hearts were so far away from God. So there was an issue occurring. So these men used to put burdens or yokes on other people. Okay? So be careful who you follow and stop wishing that the person that you're with should be like the person that you're hearing from because you don't know how that person is behind closed doors. So sometimes we wish, I wish my boss was like this. I wish my my, my husband was like this. I wish my wife was like this. Only if you knew what you were wishing, you wouldn't be wishing it to begin with. Okay? You're in the situation that you're in because... You made a decision, and now you're living through the process of that. Amen? It's a journey. And later on in life, you'll figure that out. Okay, so Jesus speaks to them, but He's also speaking to all of us in in terms of future, present, and also past. And He says, in in verse 33, He says, Either they make good fruit, or or, or else they make the tree bad, or the fruit bad of the tree, or the fruit, it's also good. So in other words... Either it's good or bad. Knowing and understanding who you are and where you're going is going to give you an insight of what kind of fruit you are. Amen? Many of us can say, (laughs) we're working on that, Pastor. We're getting to that place, but we have not gotten there yet. So my goal tonight is to get you to find yourself wherever you are so that you can get on the right track. For example, at one point in your life, you used to be the type of person that used to vent to everyone about your problems and your situations until you finally figured out that you were the joke at the station that we call the coffee station or the water station. Remember at work they used to have those? Water the, bubbler. The water bubble station. People used to go there. oh Did you know what happened to Tracy? Oh, my God, she broke up with Jimmy. Did you hear what happened with Jimmy? Jimmy's flirting with Jill. Did you know what happened with Jill? She broke Jack. And the (laughs) list went up. And, And that's how we used to be. Amen? So now you say to yourself, that's not who I am anymore. I don't gossip anymore. I don't get involved with that. But I'm having a hard time accepting the new me. The new me will become the new you when you understand that the new you is better for you. Does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. So your biggest enemy is not the people. It's you. You could be in a room full of vipers. Jesus called them vipers. He says it right there. Brew of vipers. That's a crew. And he tells them to their face in verse 34. He says, (laughs) brew of vipers. How can you be evil and speak good things? I could see their faces right now like, no, he didn't. <laughs> He's lucky that we're we supposed to be righteous because we about to bust a rock on them. but not a cat because they didn't have guns on them <laughs> on a the rock. Amen. But Jesus knew where he stand because he was the word. He lived the word. He didn't contradict the word. He wasn't one thing in front of them and then another thing. There were the opposite. There were one thing in front of the people, and then there were another thing behind closed doors. So, Jesus says to them, "For out of the abundance of the heart, of, of the of, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." In other words, everything that was coming out of their mouth was being produced in their heart. So now we have an issue. Okay, our heart is where we store things up. Okay and our heart can be deceiving because our heart is moved by emotions and feelings, not by facts for example, if if right now you're feeling some type way but the fact of the matter is that that's not reality some of the decisions you have made so far have been based on emotions for example, you're like, oh I got a hundred dollars I'm going to go to the mall but the cable bill is due but the feeling of having a hundred dollars and going to the mall feels good but the fact of the matter is there's a bill so prematurely, we made a decision based on what? On an emotion, on a feeling. Now comes the what? The consequences. Now, we don't want to deal with the consequences because the consequences have to deal with us. And we don't like that feeling. And many of us to this day have not yet to accept that. And whatever you don't accept will consume you. It will eat you in from the inside out because at the, at the end of the day, you're only fooling yourself. No one else. So Jesus is saying to them, like he's saying to us, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So whatever's coming out of my mouth is because it's here. So why is it coming out? What have I storage up in my heart? Why am I getting so upset with certain group of people when they haven't even done anything to me? Why is it that it irks me when someone speaks to me a certain way? Wait a minute, there's some post trauma that has not been dealt with. People just don't say things just to say it. Remember that. Remember that. Especially when you find yourself at at, at a place where you have to make a decision that is going to cost you in the long run. For example, at the car dealer or buying a home. Things of this day. Remember, people will do anything to sell you anything. Okay, but you want to look between the lines and you want to say to yourself, wait a minute, there's something not making sense because his words don't match his actions or his words don't match her action. So there's an issue with the heart. So now that you have identified the problem, now you have to start working on the problem. And one of the biggest uh, things that that, uh, one of the biggest issues that we confront as human beings is that we don't like to take on responsibility. We really don't. Okay, that's why we have so many things today being invented to help us. You'd be surprised one day you're going to wake up and you're going to see the eggs just coming out of the cart and fry or scramble, however you like it, however you want. It. Now, they're not going to tell you all the hair <laughs> things they have put in there only until. Uh, hairs start growing (laughs) in places that they normally don't grow. Amen. Unless it's going on top of your head, Dave. Sorry, that's no my idea. Amen. That hasn't happened yet, but we're there. Amen. (laughs) Verse thirty-five. He says, "A good man out of good (coughs) treasures of his heart he brings forward good things, and an evil man out of evil treasures brings out forward evil things." Okay. So there's no in between. If people are fooling you. Is because you have fooled yourself. There's right and wrong. There's no in between. So Jesus is saying, there's two different kinds of people on this earth. There's good people and there's bad people. There's no in between. Okay? Now, certain people might say, well, pastor, i argue with you because I know people that don't smoke. They don't go out clubbing. Just because they don't go to church doesn't mean that they're, they're not good. But according to whose standards? Because who sets the standards here? What might be good for you might not be good for me. You get what I'm saying? So we cannot fall under that confusion and say, well, you know, just because, no, no, you either choose God or you don't. That's how it works. God doesn't bless people who are in a hot mess. You get what I'm saying? His mercy and grace keeps you. That's why you're so happy that no one has seen you in a vulnerable state. But that doesn't mean that sooner or later they will if you continue in that same pattern. So at one point or another in your life, you have to give up and say, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not dealing with this. Father, I know it's me. Diagnose este corazón. <clears throat> yes, this heart here, this engine. There's something wrong with it. Because every time I see Lucy, le quiero reventar el pelo. Yeah, I want to her right, Something like that. And that's not right. Amen? I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm just being real, okay? And if those things are not dealt with, guess what? They're going to come out in a fleshly form. They're going to come out in the world. And then you're going to find yourself, like I found myself one time. Why did I do that? That's not me. No, I found myself in that predicament at, at... a long time ago. I'm, I'm a good pastor, Sanctified, <laughs> We don't pull
1: people's hair anymore. Okay? We don't pull people's
0: hair. We don't jack, We don't break windows. We don't do that. We don't bust the windows out the wall. We don't do that anymore. Amen? We pray now. But Jesus is making a clear statement. He's saying either you're good or bad. Now, when we hear the word good, we automatically think of saints. It, it, oh, that's holy. That, I can never get there. And we put all of these excuses, we put all of these weaknesses in front of that, and God is saying, if you follow my way, if you follow my way, sooner or later you will give in to my ways. Yes. It takes 21 days to build a new habit, and it takes 21 days to break <laughs> an old habit. Amen. But we don't see it that way. Because we're, in, and we're, we're the type of people, including myself, that we want instant results. Instant results will not give you good benefits in the future.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You get what I'm saying? Some of those things that you're eating out there, those artificial eggs, one day you're going to end up with an extra eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, where that came from? And you're going to say to yourself, you never read the fine print. Amen? We don't know where we got it from. It just tastes the same, but it's not the same. Amen? So anyhow, so Jesus is speaking to this group of people, but he's also speaking about those who justify themselves in that behavior. Look at it, verse 36, he says, But I say to you, that for every idle word, and some of, the, uh, some of the versions of the Bible says, careless word that you speak, you will give account on the day of judgment. Okay, what is that saying? Be careful with what comes out of your mouth. Las palabras no se las lleva al viento. The words are not taken by the wind. Every word that comes out of your mouth, especially if you're a born again Christian, you better be careful that that word is filtered because God is going to hold you up on it. And that's the issue that we're having today. We're not believing what we should be believing and we're not saying what we should be saying. Each and every one of you are special. You were so special that Jesus Christ died for you. He paid it in advance. So you already have all the benefit package. All you have to do is activate it by what you speak. For example, every morning that you get up, you repeat to yourself who you are. If you repeat what other people are saying about you, you're going to be their slave. And people love to have others under their power. (laughs) Because if they have you under their power, they can manipulate you, and they can use you for their own advantage at your expense. At your expense. And these men were doing that, and Jesus said, Game over. I'm here. I'm going to clean this up. There's no in-between. It's either good or bad. So you guys speak good, but your hearts are far away from me. You bunch of hypocrites. Let's deal with the heart tonight. What is it that is killing you? What is it? Is it rejection, (laughs) hurt? Family members walking out on you. Were you raped, sexually molested? I was when I was a kid. I had to deal with that. I had to bring it to the throne when Jesus said, purify my heart, clean my heart. Because this has not allow me to function as I want to function. I'm very careful with my daughter to the point that I'm getting overprotective because I was violated. So I didn't want her to be violated. And instead of helping her, I was making things worse. Because one addiction leads to another addiction. So now I was a super, super dad to the point that, chill. You see, whatever you don't expose will expose you. Whatever you don't expose will expose you. (coughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, when my wife and I started dating, she wasn't really dating the real me. She was dating my representative. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Once I got her, I wasn't opening no doors.
1: It's kind of like a stunt.
0: I wasn't going to the barber shop. I got it. But then she made me realize, you ain't really got this, like you think you got this. Either you clean it up, or I'm out. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So sometimes we get sloppy and we get comfortable. And that's how we get in relationship with God. That we lose sight of who we are serving. that. We tell God, oh yeah, God, you understand, I'm just tired, I just want to go to sleep. But you just spend three hours watching TV, mm-hmm. and three, well, three seconds... Making an excuse not to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. That's
1: true.
0: It's like going to the bank and making no deposits but trying to get some withdrawals. Mm-hmm. How are you going to charge something when you ain't got no funds?
1: Yeah.
0: We have empty accounts in heaven because we ain't depositing nothing. That's how the kingdom of God works. You reap what you sow. Yeah. Now, if you want to be a better person, start with yourself, examining yourself. Lord, how do I look? How am I presenting myself? What am I doing? What am I saying? How am I acting? Where am I going? Help me, help me. But we get caught up in helping everyone else that we lose sight. Now, we don't take that to the extreme measure that we become selfish. But I leave people to water, but I can't make them drink. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm gonna bring me a bucket.
1: <laughs>
0: and as they making pretend if they're gonna drink or try to make up their mind, I'm scooping up my water. And along the way, we're walking in the desert and say, I'm thirsty, nah, you can't, no. You <coughs> can't drink from this bucket. I, I got a cold.
1: <laughs>
0: my germs are all over it. You you get what I'm saying? But the problem is that We ourselves become our own enemies when we ourselves as individuals don't apply what we tell others. It's easy for others to lead others, but we can't lead ourselves. And that's the issue. Why? Because our heart hasn't been dealt with, there there is a short circuit there. there. There's something there that's not clicking. And a lot of that has to do with your past. Mm -hmm. Your past is a mere reflection of who you are today in the present. Your future is not your past. It's nearly impossible. you get what I'm saying? But your past is a near reflection of your present right now. Why are you always sad? If God said, I give joy. Mm -hmm. One day I understood that. When, when I felt this overwhelmed joy that I, I was laughing, I was, I was asking myself, where the, why am I laughing? There's nothing funny. And I finally understood it was that the fruit of joy was starting to reflect in my life. What took so long from the inside, now I'm starting to see it in the outside. You get what I'm saying? And then I began to identify that and I said, wow, man, that feels good. I'm feeling good and today is not even payday. I was feeling so good that I made people buy me a cup of coffee. Dave called me, hey Dave, didn't you say you wanted to buy me a cup of coffee? They said, I don't remember saying that, but pastor, how can I deny you on something? Let me go pick you up. And I brought into <laughs> existence something that I thought I couldn't bring into existence just by speaking it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, now, as believers, we must understand that every word that comes out of our mouth will be judged. For example, if you leave this place... With a word of God. And you go home and you do the opposite. God's going to hold you on that. For example. okay, God is telling you right now how to deal with your children. How to deal with your husband. How to deal with your wife. How to deal with your coworkers, How to deal with your boss. How to deal with whoever you need to deal with. But if you go and you do the opposite. Don't get upset with the results that are going to come back. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? So you're going to go home and you're going to say the first thing you're going to say. I welcome into my new house. The moment you hold the door handle. I guarantee you that as soon as you open that door, that place is going to be a mess. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, senor, la tuya." I'm going to close the door, and I'm going to pretend that I didn't see what I just saw. I had to speak to myself like that. Why? Because I saw myself in a court with a couple cases. Oh, my God. And when I really looked at my situation, it, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I made it a big deal. Because one of the things that I'm going to guarantee you about life, that when death comes knocking at your door and it takes you, none of the things that you stress about are going with you.
1: Right?
0: So if you stress right now because things are not in order, but you're working on getting them in order, if you were to be taken today, that will be somebody else's problem. And if the rapture happened tonight, and God was to come tonight, it will be the Antichrist problem. That's why I learned how to live life day by day. And the more I live life day by day, the younger I look. Isn't that amazing? Because the Bible says that the evidence of a newborn again comes from the inside out. So how is it possible that you're born again, but you still look like the OU? Because the old you was never turned in you received the new you but you never turned in. God is asking for an exchange he said give me your heart give me your problems give me give me your old garments yeah. the the reason why it's hard for us to obtain new garments is because we want to put on new garments with old rags on mm-hmm. That's true. you got to let that stuff go mm-hmm. You got to take it off. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But some of us are spiritual hoarders. We just like to hoard stuff because, as human beings, we like to have control of everything. I remember when I was a kid, my mom decided to call the neighbor from across the street and give them all of my Mickey Mouse toys and all of my Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I had. A, yo, I, you, I got a picture when I was in the third grade. And I had a Ninja Turtle watch, bigger than this watch. You saw that picture, right? And I tell my daughter, and I had all the girls on time with that watch. And I remember when my mom took that watch from me and she gave it away. I cried and I got so upset. But I had no idea that my mom was taking from me, okay? Things that were keeping me as a little boy. When she knew that I needed to grow up and become a man. Some of us have not yet learned how to become a man because we're still little boys. (coughs) And you know what little boys do? We like to play games and make messes. Notice how kids are being raised to play with racing cars and play with toys and play with everything. But the girls are being raised with little dolls, little carriages, and little houses. They're being instructed how to be housewives and how to be mothers. But the males are being instructed to play. And that's why when we get older, we play games. I had to turn in my toys to God. I had a lot of toys that I had no idea were killing me. I had my little black book. For some of you that don't know what a black book is, because I know y'all in this new technology, it was a book that had numbers. And those numbers were, you know, Call you, you never. Some some Yo, you, you, you don't even put my business out there, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. We're just joking. We're just joking. PG thirteen. I was a old you. And, 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 and God had to take that from me because when I was a boy, as boys, we had a little safe haven. We, when we were growing up, we always felt like if we lose something, we had to have something to replace that. That's what we had—three or four girlfriends. And Maria didn't like me on Monday, I grabbed Becky on Tuesday. And Becky don't want me on Tuesday, I grabbed her sister Wendy on Wednesday. Oh my God. You get what I'm saying? That's how it was. And God had to rip that. You get what I'm saying? Now I'm exposing some things that I went through when I was growing up. I know y'all got some skeletons in y'all closet. For real. I'm just being real. You get what I'm saying? Because if I don't give it to you like God wants me to give it to you, you're going to be stuck in your dilemma. Yeah. Jesus has pointed out, he says to them, you, you brew of vipers. Yah, you Yah, Yah standing right here calling on God and y'all the first ones. And he was talking about men who were going to church, keeping the Sabbath, knowing the Torah, and their hearts were full of evil deeds. But their lips spoke something else. So if I speak to you about my skeletons in my closet, it's because I care about you. Right. 'Cause if I don't care about you, I'll glorify and say, Oh, everything's been nice. Me and Pastor Millie got a nice picket white fans who live in a good neighborhood. Nah man. Before all of that, we saw flying saucers, not the UFO. I'm talking about the dishes that she threw across the
1: <laughs>
0: My friends used to come over. What's that? I said that's the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> Unidentified <laughs> objects. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I never buy her some China silverware. You know what I'm saying? None of that. Get that stuff from Walmart. Amen? Alright. So let's look at verse uh, 37. And it says, For by the words you will be justified and by your words you will also be condemned. So God is saying this is how I'm going to give it to you. If you want to live according to the plans that I have for you, you have to change your tone. You will be justified in speaking something even though you don't see it. But you will be condemned speaking negative even though it's negative. You get what I'm saying? So just because I see, for example, okay, like most people, they look at you and they say there's no hope in you. Are you going to believe that lie or you're going to say something else? I tell them all the time when they used to tell me there ain't no hope for you. I say I'm sorry for you because you are not in my future. Because only if you knew who you were talking to, I override what they were saying about me because I believed in me. And it took me a while to get there, but I got there. You get what I'm saying? And if you still have a pulse and you're still breathing and there's still blood coming through your body and you're still up today, it's because God has given you an opportunity. Yes. Every day, don't take it for granted because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people die today. And I can't guarantee you some of them went to heaven or hell. I can't. But you made it, you're here. So that gives you reason enough to start your day by speaking something positive that God has placed over your life. For example, he said that you're the head, not the tail. I don't know how Christians can settle for less. No. When I went, let me, let me tell you something. If y'all roll with me and we go a restaurant, they, they roll with me, they know what's up. We eat the best of the best. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We act like people of royalty. Why? Because we serve a king. We ain't bougie. You get what I'm saying? But we have a higher level of respect for ourselves. When you have a high level of respect for yourself, people will respect you even more. But when you don't know where you're going, and one day you're up and one day you're down, you should get a job at one of these local stations here that do the weather. So you can, because I see Johnny, I know today's going to be raining because Johnny's down. You know what I'm saying? Don't be that individual. And if your name is Johnny, sorry, I apologize. I have my attorney here. It's not against you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just making up names and saying something. Amen? But, but he says, you will be condemned. So God is saying, okay, so if I say, my child ain't going nowhere. They're, they're always up to the same thing. This and this and that. I am as guilty as, as they are. If you go around neighborhoods like some people do and say, Oh, these ghetto people in this neighborhood, they ain't going nowhere. That's why I'm moving out. This and this and that. God is going to hold you accountable for those words because you just condemn those people. Why don't you just look at those people the way God looks at you? I said, those are people of God. There's a pastor. There's an apostle there. There's someone there that the whole neighborhood, you could change your whole neighborhood under your tone because you have authority. I remember when we first moved into our neighborhood, our neighbors used to constantly fight, arguing all the time. And I was one of those nosy people that, you know, the blind is halfway crying. I'm like, oh, She about to get the broomstick. Oh, like I was doing, like, like, like if I was doing that, man, I was a commentator. I would sit there, I'd put on my headphones, they be like, she hit him with the left, right. she hit him with the right in my mind. I'm not saying it all out, but I, that's what it used to be. And then one day my wife looked at me and said, you sad. She walked away. The next day, she said they were fighting. So she decided to get the shofar and blow it and pray peace over their house. To this day, I have not heard them argue. I see him opening the door for a car. I see him doing all kinds of things that I wasn't seeing before. But instead of me being the man that God called me to be, I became a participator And that behavior that wasn't of God. You see, not only God was going to condemn them, but he was going to condemn me because I approved of it. Because when you see something, it's because God is calling your attention. God is not exposing things to you so you can just leave them there. Like if you're watching TV and you see something inappropriate and and you saw something that nobody else saw, it's for you to change the channel. For you to say, we're going to watch this in this house. You don't have to explain, but God shows you things. And sometimes when God shows you things, you as an individual don't understand that God is giving you the power and authority to change that right there and there. So let's say, for example, at home, there's chaos. Whatever's going on, you can change that by the words that come out of your mouth. For example, one day my boss was coming down the hallway and I saw right through his soul that he was coming at me with something. Because every time he's coming, and he has his head down and he's shaking it, I know he's coming with some drama. Okay? And it was 7 o'clock in the morning. I've been up since 3 in the morning. I ain't, ready, I ain't feeling I had this. And I said, in the name of Jesus, whatever agenda he has that is going to bother or disturb me, I pray, God, that you will give him peace. Give me peace and everything. Before he even got to me, he said, ah, I forgot what I was going to say to you. I have to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Walk away. Now, that's not necessarily always the case. But what I'm saying is, we have power. You know what I'm saying? Because I was at a state at that point that I was a little upset and bothered with some things. And I knew he was going to bring some drama that had nothing to do with me. But there's some people that could get under your skin. And you know that they could get under your skin. And you know that you have leverage because you know something that they don't know that you know. How do they know? Like, for example, like if I snap my fingers, I, I don't know that that bothers you until you tell me something. You know what I'm saying? When I was with my family, if I if I was sitting at the table and, and, and eating chicken and, and you know, we, we from the ghetto licking our fingers and we take the bone out, we, we suck everything out of the bone. I mean, we take the bones and brew them and make, you know what I'm saying, we just like to eat. But, but I had no idea that she didn't like that, like that irked her. She would get bothered. And one day she snapped and I said, well, why didn't you let me know? So then one time she noticed I was sitting at the kitchen table and I wasn't even making a sound. And then she felt so guilty and so convicted. She's like, Yo, eat however you want to eat. Just eat. Just eat. Just eat. And I said, Are you serious? For real? Oh, 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 oh. You know how I eat. God made me with big lips, so you know how that goes. That's how it is, brother. But I learned that. Knowing where God was taking me, I had to have the mindset of knowing what people are going through and also helping myself understand them, even though I didn't agree with them. So God reveals certain things to you about certain people, not for you to throw them under the bus, for you to pray, hey, God, help me deal with this individual. Help me get along with this person. That's the way that they are. When I met Wayne, Wayne was an atheist. (laughs) A atheist and a Spanish Puerto Rican Pentecostal believer in the same room. In the same room. You know you're acting for five to seven years. Mandatory. State prison. And one day I understood when Wayne came to me in a moment of his life where he needed God's intervention. It was so easy for me to dismiss him and send him to hell. Hey God, take him to hell. Get this guy away from me. But God, while God was working with him in a mysterious way, he was building my character. Some of you are bothered with your process. You mess up today, you won't have the same process tomorrow. Because it's not where you at, it's where you going. And God is preparing you. Maybe you're single and your husband is from a different culture that you're not used to. You know, because we Spanish people, we loud, and maybe God's gonna bring your husband or wife, they quiet, quiet. You think they dead. And you're like, man, they they're so blah, they're just plain. Why, Jesus, have you forsaken me? And God is saying, I was trying to get you ready the whole time. I was speaking to this young lady at work, and she was telling me you know, that she was marrying this this guy from another religion. And she like, I can't get I I can't get him upset. I can't get nothing out of him. He's just calm, cool, collective. I said, "Girl, you better take that brother before somebody take that brother." And she said, "You're right." She went on her way. Amen. So there are two things that I want you to remember tonight. There is divine will, which is the will of God, and there's human will. What does that have to do with the words that come out of your mouth? That everything that God has for you has to be aligned with you. And it begins with what comes out of your mouth. Remember, thoughts are just thoughts. Thoughts will never become a reality until they're spoken into reality.
1: You speak so,
0: so you can think something. I'm a holy man. I'm a man of God. I get temptations, but I rebuke them. Ain't coming out of these lips. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Just because you're still living on this earth does not mean that you're not gonna. You're always gonna be tempted. And a matter of fact, I said this quote many <laughs> years ago. Temptation will make you settle for less than what God created you for. When you settle for temptation, you settle for less than what God has created you for. That's why, if you're single, treat yourself with respect. If you want that man or that or that woman yeah. to respect you, you need to respect yourself first. Are, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? I was hearing a testimony from Brian McKnight. How many of you remember that R&B singer, Brian McKnight? Amen? Come on, y'all haven't been saved all your life.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> can we sing a song from Brian McKnight in this place so that I can refresh people's <laughs> memories? <laughs> I want you now. <laughs> I'll show you. how. Okay. Okay. Is you got game it. Game you game got game. it, right? Yeah. Okay. Now you remember?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know a few songs.
0: Out. Yeah. I remember a few songs. How you conquer <laughs> your husband? No,
1: I was more. I want you now. Sad. I a I, I, I want you know. how? Oh, you can so sing. It. In the oh, you right can right sing an R&B. You can
0: sing. Let's just leave it. Anyways, okay. So God's will and human will are two different wills. The human will is what you plan for yourself. God's will is what you don't plan for yourself. It's divine. It's not explained. It's lived. If I told, if I was to tell you how I got up here, I couldn't even explain that. Because the way I was going in life, and where I was going in life, I shouldn't be up here speaking to you. I should have either been dead or in jail. Enough said with that. So what is the divine will of God? It is God's plan okay, for humanity to live under His will, pure, holy, and just. In other words, God's will is to be completed as long as you walk by His word. So, even though you might not understand His word, you speak His word. For example, right now, how do I make my life align to God's life? God, I thank you for this day. That's when you, when you w- wake up in the morning, this is the first thing you should say. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for another opportunity on this world. Please reveal to me your will for the day. Now remember, when you say that, you're setting yourself up for many things. And in that day, you might see people you don't like. You cannot review what you prayed for. You said, God, have your way and your will. God's will is for you to be restored. And how does God restore you? He hits you in places that you don't want to be hit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he hits you in places that you don't want to be hit. Because those are the places that need to be restored. For example, if you get upset very easily, that's a place in your place that you made space for. Isn't it funny that when we have kids, we're hard on them growing up? We want them to be clean, poster, and all that. But when we have grandchildren, (laughs) they're holding on to the fan. (laughs) Because for the last 20 years, when you were raising your kid, you were such a dictator. Then you finally found joy in life and now you're giving all of your nietos what you didn't give. It's amazing how my mom treats my daughter. And with me, <laughs> <laughs> she's old. I'm your son. Because my mom came to a point in her life that not everything she used to stress out really mattered. Some of the things that we're stressing out right now is killing us and we're gonna find out <laughs> later on it don't matter. I remember I, 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 I used to stress over things and today I'm like, wow that? Didn't... For real. It wasn't that serious. We make issues where there's no issues. And the reason why we make issues where there's no issues is because we have not yet dealt with well our hearts. In order to fall into God's divine wills, we have to surrender our heart. So we got to give God all of our grief. Now, some of you say, Pastor, it's not fair. But let me tell you something. One of the funniest things that I have experienced in life, that all the things that I went through as a child, now I can help others who are going through it. At one point, no one was there for me. And I know that feeling. But now that I'm helping someone, it gives me so much joy because I said, at least they have someone to guide them through this. Especially when we get new recruits at our jobs, they, they come fresh out of high school, and, you know, they got the GZs, and they got the the, the the LeBrons, and all of that stuff. And you're like, only if you knew that $500 in your ER account is $5.7 million by the time you retire at the age of 70, only if you know that LeBron doesn't care, that you stood in line waiting for him, only if you know, and I'm just using that name, but all of these things don't really matter, and and we, I delight myself, when I encounter young kids, and I mentor them, and I say, you know what, you should start putting money away, you should start doing this, these guys go witness to that, because they have seen it, and, and you'd be surprised, you know, Chris was one of the young ones, that came to us, and I have this saying, whoever comes, whoever you bring Lord to me, either they convert, or you remove, and I remember when Chris came to us, Chris was, was young, very bubbly, you know, he still had cheese in his teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> more. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, and we started working with Chris, you know, and Chris bought his house at the age of what? 25. He bought his, he, he's a homeowner. That's right. God is so good. And how old are you know, Chris? 28. 28, wow. Wow, you, you, you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that a house is for everyone, but something good has to come out of you to impact others. How, do, how are you going to impact others with negative energy all the time? I, I see it all the time how people allow their atmosphere to be alternated by others. Let me tell you something, when you are a man or a woman of God, and you have a divine calling, God gives you so much power, and so much influence, and so much favor that you're able to turn around any environment, any environment, including your work environment. I, I got offended because nobody wanted to work with me, and then I realized that, you know, they got a bunch of demons. Thank God I'm working in my station by myself. <laughs> Now it's different. Now they're all on me. And I, and I help them. You get what I'm saying? There's going to come a point in your life where God's going to separate you. Come up here, young man. Where God is going to do this. And God is going to, you're going to feel like God is so far, but he's not so far. He's so close. But you feel so disconnected and you don't feel like anyone around you is for you and that God is so far away from you. That's when God is the closest. When you think God's so far, is he's the closest. Now, when you think he's the closest, he's the farthest. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know why? Because you you, you get to a point where you get so content with just a little bit of God that you think that's enough for the rest of your life. You're crazy. You will never get to know God in his completely wholeness. Every day I'm learning something new about God. God loves the people you hate. (laughs) God loves them more than you. In, 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 in figuratively speaking in that, in that way. God loves us all, but there are things about God that I'm like, wow, if I, if I would have known that 10 years ago, and then I beat myself up about it, but check, check this out. Stop beating yourself up. Why? Because what you're learning today, that you say, I wish I would have learned that 10 years ago, you wouldn't have learned it 10 years ago because you were not fully developed. Your mind was not yet full of developed. You get fully developed by experiences. I could teach you all day, okay? I can read to you. I, I, I can give you illustrations. I could do that all day. You will never learn anything in life until you experience it. That's how it is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you, you, you might grab the word, pray, meditate, do it all. But until you fully experience something, you will be relatable to what you're reading will say, wow, like when I went, before I came to the church, and before I gave my life to God, I didn't know what demons were, but when I started reading the word, then I understood, man, I remember when I was in the world, I used to see shadows, now I know what they were, they're demons, you know, and I used to see shadows all the time, I remember, one time I was staying in my cousin's house, and I used to be one of those people that used to party like, like until 1999, you know what I'm saying, like, you know the people that party and roll over and do it again? You know what I'm saying? you, you, you at the club and the girls are leaving the coats in the car and it's like zero below. And they run it. You know, I was partying hard, right? And I remember that I was staying at my cousin's house and I fell asleep and I got up. And when I looked, I saw something come out of the corner and jump on me. And it started to beat me. And I and I, I couldn't only explain this to the best of my ability. And it was beating me, it was beating me, it was telling me, you, you you kill yourself, you weren't going nowhere, you this, you that. No matter what I said or what I did, I couldn't get this thing off of me. I finally got this thing off of me when I remembered the name of Jesus. I didn't know did. I said the name of Jesus. That thing jumped off of me, ran to the next room, the next day my grandfather committed suicide. <laughs> okay? I didn't understood that until I started reading the Bible. So there are things right now that you don't understand and God is keeping you from them. Don't take your life for granted. There's a purpose while you're here. There's a purpose while you're here. Sunday we were talking about the fruit that comes out of your mouth, I mean, the words that come out of your mouth, you will eat them, okay? How many of you have heard about, uh, Nicole, uh, by now, Kobe Bryant's death, yes. right? Okay, very sad, very sad. But they were interviewing one of his uh, best friends, Tracy McGrady. I don't know who saw the interview. You saw the interview? And Tracy McGrady said, I want to share this with the world. I'm just paraphrasing. I don't remember his exact word. But he said, When me and Kobe used to hang out with each other Kobe always used to say I want to die young I want to die young Okay? 41 You will eat the fruit Of it Life and death is in the power of the what? You see me? I say different I'm going to die old looking young (laughs) I say that every day why? Because I know that there's a lot of life still left in me. I'm not trying to die prematurely. So that means I need to align myself. I need to eat healthier. That's right. I need to exercise. I need to meditate more. So not only are you declaring the word, but aligning yourself to a word. So if you say this house is blessed, okay. Now you're saying this house is blessed. Now you're going to activate that with actions. Don't say a word and don't activate it, with, and activate it with actions. Don't just say it just to say it. You get what I'm saying? So if you say, I'm going to live a long life, that's going to require for you to start taking care of yourself because I'm about to be 40 years old. I know I don't look it. <laughs> <laughs> about like 26, right? 26.
1: Right,
0: well, 26. You're to Yes. Now, when you get up there in age... It's hard to get out of bed. <laughs> Am I the only one? Am I the only one in the morning? Come on. Raise your hand. I'm the only one that finds it hard to get out of bed. I'm the only one. You got to make a routine. Come on, let's be honest. How old are you, mama? You don't mind me asking? 24 she finds it hard out of bed. Some of us don't want to reveal our age, but, you know. But I'm the type of person where I'm getting out of bed every morning. I go, ah. <sighs> And when you make that sound, is that your whole body is just coming intact. Because as you get older, you find these pieces of your body all over the mattress.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying half half of the people that go to church, their hairs ain't real, their teeth ain't that white, right? You'd be surprised. People take some stuff off when they go. That's right. I've been to places, I've been to houses where people are saying, Oh, I I'll, I'll be back, Pastor, let me just make my hair. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start talking. Nope. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: the human will is the opposite of God's will. So, what is the human will? Everything that draws your attention that has to do with lust. Now, lust doesn't have to be something sexual. You could lust after cars. You could lust after having the best posts on Instagram or the best lust. It, 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 it's sometimes taken out of contact because the, the moment you mention the word lust, people think, well, I'm not sexual, I'm not about... No, no, it's whatever you lust after, whatever's appealing to your eye, whatever draws your attention. If your first thing in the morning is to go to your phone, that's your God, that's what you lust for. You want to check your Facebook status. Mm-hmm. Or you want to do this. You got to be careful with that because that sooner or later will consume you. Okay? So your human will will always go against God's will. And how do you know that? By the words that come out of your mouth. I love when people say this. You don't have to be so spiritual, Pastor. How in the world did everything come into existence? <laughs> Por una palabra, I can, somebody said, I, I can't sleep on this floor. I want to make a bed. Where'd that come from? They made a bed you get what I'm saying? God created all things out of the existence He said, let there be light let there be, uh, separate the water everything came into existence when it was spoken (coughs) so it was spiritual before it became physical let us make man in our own image. Before he started making man, he spoke it. Yeah. So everything that you see is spiritual. I know that you hate that because you're like, oh man. Does that mean, No, you have to be careful because the spiritual realm is more real than the physical realm. Because when someone dies, according to the Bible, if you, if you read Matthew chapter 12 on your own time, you will see that the demon that left that person, or the the, or the person, if the demons read you got a person, goes into a desert and finds seven other spirits and comes back to see. That's why you see people today, you'll be like, Dad, what happened to her? What happened to him? <laughs> they went from smoking to crazy. That didn't happen overnight. They had a demon of smoke, and smoke grabbed crack, and crack grabbed pookie, and pookie grabbed chookie, and the list went on, and now you have seven different demons operating under one person. And some of you have seen people like that, and you call them bipolar. They're not bipolar. They're demonized.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All of a sudden, they're cooking, and they take the spoon, they want to hit you with it. It's you're he was saying, I, "I'm not part of the menu." <laughs>
1: crazy,
0: crazy. Now we don't want to hear that because we say to ourselves, well, Pastor, that's not me." Okay, either you're demon possessed or you're influenced by one. Either or something's going on. Because at the end of the day, we have to submit ourselves. Because there were things about me. You see, when I was when I came into ministry and I started uh, uh, giving more to God. I found that there was a battle between me and the Word. Because I used to say to myself, I can't do all this. And the Word told me, but Jesus did it all. So you can't do all this. Yeah, but I want to listen to Tupac.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I want to listen to Wisi Jandel. Well, I, I didn't listen to them. Back then, it was a big boy, mickle-seed and all. Oh, uh, That's Oh, <laughs> oh that's all. I don't
1: know the words, man. That's S.O. That's girl. You got the mixtape. You yeah. got, oh, man. Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. man. That, that's not for me. That is. Oh. I'm too excited. She over here. She got some tapes. She got some tapes.
0: Amen. But anyhow, so... <laughs> So now you say, Pastor, okay, now I understand that there's God's divine will and then there's a human will. So how do I get to God's divine will? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you. The Bible says that God left the Holy Spirit for us. We have access to the Holy Spirit. But we don't like what the Holy Spirit can do because we don't have control over it. And the fear of not having control of something paralyzes you. Mm-hmm. That's why many of us don't want change because we're like, uh, I'm just afraid what God's going to do. Maybe he's going to tell me to give somebody something that I really don't really, I'd rather give them something else. And God says, well, it's either my way or you could give them that and they'll go give you something back too because sometimes you <laughs> think you're bad, you know. Them days of putting Vaseline and lacing up our boots are over because people got grouped cans and it's Put a whooping on you. But as believers, we got to understand that the Holy Spirit is the only person of the Trinity that can sanctify us. Sanctification means to be set apart. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to address your behavior. We deal with a lot of different behaviors. Some of us are prideful. Some of us, these messages go over our head because we say, I could preach better than the pastor. Why am I sitting down? You're sitting down because of a reason. And that reason can destroy you. And the reason why it hasn't destroyed you because of God's mercy. You see, because when I wanted to do things my way, I had no idea that the enemy had a plan to destroy me. Because you can be having an attitude of wanting to do good, but not good all the time is God's intent for you and His plan during that assignment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So sometimes we get exhausted and we're doing all kinds of things. And God is saying, I didn't ask you to do none of that. Don't be like the Pharisees. Amen? So, God's word is revealed to us by what comes out of our mouth. Okay? It's revealed to us based on what comes out of our mouth. So, we read the word. Okay? We digest it. Okay? We chew it up. Little by little, you start speaking differently or you will start feeling differently. Like, for example, many of you started walking with God, right? And you heard the message. And you're like, yeah, I'm excited, blah, blah. I need to work on this, I'm to work on that. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in in odd predicaments. For example, you go to the refrigerator, you take the gallon of milk, you're too lazy to go over two counters and grab a glass, and you decide to grab the gallon of milk and go, no one's looking, but all of a sudden, you, you hear a voice, You shouldn't do that. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit. But you said. (laughs) And then the next morning. Somebody gets up and said. Whose lipstick is this? Now you know that was you. And now you're what? That wasn't me. Now you're lying. You went from doing something wrong to what? And now, that person believed you, because you're such a good liar, that Can they convinced convince them. Question. Go ahead. Why are you
1: wearing lipstick? <laughs> I'm using wrong
0: in, in the terms. The, the person who was drinking a gallon of milk wasn't me. I'm just saying. I'm saying.
1: <laughs>
0: he is a good liar. I So... <laughs> trust me, the only lipstick that I'm going to be wearing is the one from your lips I got her blushing is it Valentine's Day yet? no okay, we're going to start wrapping up amen but before we close up, understand this God has your best interests God wants the best for you don't make this thing complicated and it begins with submission submission I know some of you are here out of sacrifice. You're like, Pastor, you don't know how tired I am. I I went through a lot at work. I'm going through a lot at home. But you came to the pit stop. And what happens when you come to the pit stop? You refill. So now you're going to run Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all excited for Sunday, based on this word. And you're going to start grabbing this word. You're going to call things into assistance. If you're having problems in in your relationship at home, whatever it is, God, let me see the people the way you want me to see them. Let me love them the way you want me to love them. Show me, God. Show me the way. Let me, Father, dear God, understand that. I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will show up and show out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I close with this testimony. Yesterday I went to a funeral. uh, Very touching, you know, a friend of mine for so many years. But to my surprise, I didn't know I was going to be running into people that I haven't seen in decades. I'm talking about 25 plus years. And, man, what life could really do to people. And one of them said, Jose Goldenboy, that was my street name by the way. You don't age. And in my mind I said, sin makes you look old. The Bible says (coughs) that those that don't confess their sin, sin eats you like cancer. And I saw some of my friends that I used to look up to. I'm like, dad, I wish I was like him. I, I wish I had heard it. And then I said, dad. Thank God for your mercy, God. No judgment on nobody. But I said, thank you, God, that you spared me yes, yes. from making some decisions that, you know, you, you, I, I, was, I was shot. But in all this, I lost a friend that passed away at the age of 37. <coughs> and that broke me. I, it was so emotional. I was at home last night. I was trying to gather my thoughts. Pastor Billy was, was trying to make me feel, you know, comfortable. And, and in my mind, I'm like, wow, man, only if he knew how much life. And prior to his death, before that, three weeks earlier, I ran into him. And my last words to him was like, I'll see you at church. Mm-hmm. And my wife is my witness and my daughter. I'll see you at church. Come to church. And he... Brought his head down and said, One day, I gotta get right. Not knowing that death was around the corner. Mm. Don't take life for granted. Don't take it for granted. Don't die prematurely because it's selfish of you to go and others are depending on you. My father committed suicide. I learned how to grow up without having a biological father, but a stepfather abused me. Uh, 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 my grandfather committed suicide. I was going to commit suicide. But then I thought about my daughter. The selfish decision that I could have made could have destroyed her life. Because I knew how it felt growing up without a father and not having someone there that had your best interests, but somebody there abusing you. I know that feeling. That's why I want to live long. I want to live, you know, to see my grandchildren. You get what I'm saying? I wanna I wanna pull up in their school and they'd be like, Yo, yo, older brothers here. I'm <laughs> out the car, you know, I, I, my knees, my knees might be a little weak or something. I might have a cane, but I won't be leaning down. I wanna tell you something, it'll be nice. My cane is gonna match my outfit. So I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just speaking, you know. But God is good. But before we close tonight, is God speaking to you? Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands.
1: Oh. Jesus.
0: God speaking? Amen. Can we pray? Yes. Yes. Holy Spirit. Yes,
1: Jesus.
0: Repeat after me. Holy Spirit. Holy yes. Spirit. Help me in this journey. Help me in this journey. I have a divine calling. I have a divine calling. Assigned by God. Assigned by God. I don't want to die prematurely. I don't want to die prematurely. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up. I want to give to you. I want to give you. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord. To examine, to examine my heart. Search it. Search and it. if you find any iniquities. And if you find any iniquities. Any hidden sins. Trauma. Take it out of me. I today. I today. Make a spiritual appointment. Make a spiritual appointment. For an operation. For an operation. Diagnose my symptoms. Diagnose my symptoms. And take them. And take them. Thank you for my new heart. Thank you for my new heart. I'm going to start seeing things. I'm going to start things the way you want me to see them. The way you want to see them. I'm going to start, living, going to start living, living the way you expect me to live. The way you expect me to live. Father, I thank you Father, I thank you. for keeping me for keeping me. In the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I, come into I come into new management. New management. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes, my love. My beautiful wife.
0: My beautiful young wife. (laughs) Amen. Before we leave tonight, we want to make a few announcements. One of them is uh, whoever's interested.